the name of the nigga, podcast. Nigga, nigga, it's a pod named Kickback. A pod named Kickback. It's like a tribe called Quest. You, you say, say the, the whole thing. thing. Welcome to a pod named Kickback, also known as the Black CNN and the Revolution. Will be televised. I'm no brace, no the righteous ratchet. If you throw it, I'll catch it. If you got it, I'll match it. Every Monday, we right back at it. I am the Black Savage. What up, y'all? It's JB Frank. I'm that gangster geek representing NWA. NWA. I had to say it again in the mic. <laughs> NWA. Nose with attitude. Happy Monday, everybody. Monday. Welcome, 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 welcome back. Thank you for coming and joining us once again. We got a hell of a show. A hell of a Yet show. Yet again, new. Um, a lot has happened. Well, not a lot, a lot, a lot. You know, not it, like, but. It was, but, a, it yeah. was a mild news week. Right. But still, a lot of things did exactly. happen. And, um, exactly. Before we get into that, we got to go over our. Kickback fact of the week. Yeah, this is a good one. A 2012 study published in the journal PLOS 1 found that men who are feeling stressed out prefer women with curvier figures. The study had one experimental group perform a stressful activity while the other control group did not. Afterward, they were shown pictures of women with various body types. When the men in the control group were asked to rate the women on a scale of one to nine, they rated pictures of women with higher BMIs, body mass indexes, as the most attractive. Now, as a nigga who's been stressed out his whole life, and back in the day used to like skinny girls, and nowadays love thicker women, this was a very interesting fact because I be stressed out, but I like, I like uh, slim thick. I like petite women with fat asses and, you know, I like curvy women, so it's true, but I don't, I'm not necessarily a fan of BBW, JB. Yeah. I know you like women like 400 pounds, 500 pounds, that's like your thing, but like with me, I don't, I don't like, I'm not discriminating, but I just don't like what you like, I guess I'm saying. <laughs> um, kickbackers, between the two of us. Who do you think would prefer the quote thicker women between the two of us? I'm just I'm just gonna posit that question, and I'm gonna say me personally. I don't know that I've ever seen this particular correlation. Um, you know, I I like them all. Um, honestly, I think they're all eight to eighty blind crippling crazy. We gotta change that statement because eight to eighty is crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a lot. Crazy. That's a lot. That's a. That's I don't know crazy. about I don't know about eight to eighty. But. Twenty-five to forty-five <laughs> with little or thick thighs. <laughs> we gotta change the whole joke, JP, because eight to eighty is crazy. Like, what the hell? Uh, Twenty to forty-five with stable minds and stable lives. Boom, boom. <laughs> That's a boom. whole lot better. Whole, whole lot better. No bullshit. Speaking of stable lives, uh, new. Let's, let's get into the high low. Like them athletic and thick. I'll take that. Uh, yeah, that's pretty I'll much exactly that. right. That's <laughs> exactly Shout right. Shout out to Ashanti. <laughs> exactly right. Um, and, and, how low of the week, New? Let's do it, man. Okay. Um, 
It's on me? Yeah. Okay. Um, my high of the week. I got a chance to relax. I'm on vacation. Uh, it wasn't a crazy vacation, just four days. You know how niggas do. We off on Labor Day, so I took off Friday. Th- that was it. Um, I got to relax a little bit and really kind of be with myself, watch some shows, have some, you know, personal time. And it felt good to to sit down with myself. Because I like chilling with myself. I don't have a problem with it. So I got to chill with myself and have some real good conversations. Um, my low was looking at the world of dating and um, and not knowing what the hell I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going, <laughs> JB. I don't know what I'm going to do. I might be married next week. I might be single for the next 10 years. I don't know. And I was kind of like, well, damn. What I want and what I'm doing, it, it shit ain't aligning. So I was kind of like, oh, oh. Uh, all the ladies, I should go, oh, for new. But <laughs> but that's where I was at. I was like, well, damn. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, what, what do I, I got to really sit down and think about what I want. And then I sat down by myself for the weekend. And so, so it turned into a good shit out? I figured some shit out. Oh, so that's so, the good. So, okay, so maybe they don't need to go, oh, because you figured this shit out. Oh, well, yeah, but no, but them saying, oh, might make them. So that's what you figured out. I, I'm going to shut up now. Okay. That, All right, wait a minute. Your turn. <laughs> yeah, 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 your turn. Yeah, yeah, your turn. Yeah, yeah. I, was like, I was like, I'm not going to give up. <laughs> okay, hollow of the week, uh, real, real quick. Um, I'll start out with my low. I. I you know, I hadn't seen my kids in a in a bit before now, and I realized that um, it had put me in a little bit of a funk. Um, and you know, I was I wasn't I wasn't quite grinding as hard at, at work as I as I should be. Not that I'm missing anything or missing any deadlines, but um, I want to stay at least three steps ahead. And staying three steps ahead means you either got to be moving harder or you got to be moving three times as fast, right? And I felt myself slowing down this week. And it was like, I was like, okay, come on, come on, nigga, come on. Like, um, and I realized that it's because I hadn't been around my kids, you know. Um, so last weekend I got to be around my kids, which helped a lot. Um, and now this weekend transitioning to my high, that's helped a lot. And I just got more on point, you know, cleaned up the fucking house um, um, and then just started cooking for my kids, which always makes me feel better, man. And I made some help. I was over JB House this week. I, um, I went for my little week in my jog and I stopped by JB career because you'd be living the same development. And I stopped by his spot because he had the kids. And this nigga made his own syrup. This motherfucker made his own syrup. And this motherfucker made his own French toast with Hawaiian bread. I sat there and watched this shit. I'm like, let me, what, what you doing, JB? Yeah, I'm just going to make some French toast. And I made my own syrup. You know, it's, it's an apple blend. And I, I, I fermented the fruit. And I'm like, nigga, you what? This is going to be syrup? You're like, yeah, you know, I put a little cinnamon in, cinnamon in, and do the honey in. I'm like, nigga. And then I was like, so what's the French toast? I'm going to use Hawaiian bread. Now, I love Hawaiian bread. I'm like, 
you want to use Hawaiian bread? <laughs> yeah. How the fuck it? Eh, I was about to go home, but you know, I'm sweating. I'm dripping sweat from jogging around the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm going to sit right here and watch this shit. <laughs> and this nigga made French toast out of Hawaiian sweet rolls and then made his own fucking syrup. Now, I'm in the house the night before. When I'm cooking, I'm posting it on YouTube. I'm I'm posting it on Instagram and Facebook. I've made this new meal. It is shrimp fettuccine linguine fajita, and I I I got the shrimp and I got the I chopped up all my vegetables. And I think I'm doing something. I'm posting. I'm like, oh God, oh no, that is so great. You're doing your thing. I go over to this nigga house. He made syrup. Like you always trying to outdo a nigga. How the fuck you just gonna make some syrup? I ain't posted on nowhere. <laughs> I didn't nigga. post. I didn't post it nowhere. I mean, it was it was it was not. It technically wasn't syrup. It was just a little. It was just a little pickled uh, apple reduction with some cinnamon and, and some honey. And, Has anybody ever pickled apples? If you have, please leave it in the comments on Facebook or on Instagram. I'm posting this clip. This clip about you pickling apples is going to be on Instagram. So if you've seen, if you've done this, please respond. That's some gangster geek shit. That's some nerd with attitude shit. Nigga, I was just pickling apples. I didn't do anything fancy. Who the fuck pickles apples, JB? But you. <laughs> they, they're they're useful. I mean, they they keep and you can use it to make desserts and all kinds of interesting shit. Make and makes a great topping for French toast. But I mean, I did more than that. Then I um then see? I got some. See? Then I got some uh, fresh ahi tuna. And one of the things that I really really love to do is to make like tuna fish or like your salmon cakes that kind mm -hmm, of thing. Mm -hmm. But instead of using like canned fish get fresh fish and you can poach it and then and then break it up into nice flaky pieces and what I, is poaching um, like i always hear that but I've, I've never done it so what exactly is that? um poaching is poaching is basically slowly boiling something so that it firms up in the water but it maintains a level of kind of moistness because it takes in a lot of water so you hear about people like poaching eggs you know? yeah yeah um yeah i mean poach poaching poaching an egg is basically putting it putting it in a small little container and then allowing you know basically boiling it and like soft boiling it you know um in water okay. basically okay. you know um but you can poach apples you can poach different kinds of delicate meats like fish and that kind of thing. And then it just gives it a really nice, it really gives it a nice kind of moistness. Really you poach something to use it with something else most of the time. Mm. Um, yeah, so I so poach. Like a threesome. You poach yeah. one girl and then yeah. she use another girl? <laughs> Let me stop fucking in trouble. <laughs> you're not getting in trouble. Whenever, you keep, whenever I make these jokes, I get in trouble. You keep, you keep, you keep giving up all of these secrets, nigga. <laughs> you gotta stop. Like you got. Every time he does that, I'm looking at him like, nigga. Like you, why are you giving up your game? Like, fuck, are you doing? Like, I'm gonna stop because I get, I get in trouble every time. Giving up trade secrets and shit. <laughs> it's gonna be a nigga in DC. <laughs> he talking about, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, but let me let me let me poach you, dude. <laughs> fuck, fuck, what the fuck. <laughs> anyway, so it was a great weekend. Lots of cooking. Um, I made these tuna cakes from scratch. Made my breadcrumbs from scratch to mix into it. Um, and then um, 
and it made some tortilla chip chips from scratch. I had some okay. tortillas lying around. Yeah, okay. um, dry roasted those with some herbs and oh, spices. Dry roasted them. Mm -hmm. The only time I've I've done them is I've gotten the flour I've gotten the flour tortillas, put them in like some oil and, mm -hmm. and fried them, mm -hmm. and then you know of course curved them so they would fit like a regular tortilla, mm -hmm. like a taco. Yeah, yeah. So how do you? Uh, well, I mean, this this process is basically the same, except for I used um, instead of like frying them that way because I didn't want them to get too oily. I drizzled them with like a little little oil and herb and butter kind of, you know, glaze on top of them, and then just cooked them really really slow. In okay. my, in my, you know, I have one of those little air fryer things, which is basically mm. like a convection oven. I need an air fryer. I need an air fryer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was dope. So that was my high of the week. It was a lot of fun. Sorry, it took a little while to get through all of that nerdy cooking shit, but <laughs> it was a blast. Rejuvenated me. Plus, tomorrow off, you know, can't get no better than that. Um, it's, a, it's some shit to deal with, and it's some shit we always dealing with. But, you know, those little things make deal it a vacation. It. Exactly. Hell yeah. Exactly. Next up. My left stroke just went viral. Mm -hmm. Our viral story of the week. JB's favorite shooting guard in high school, Andre Young, known to you guys as Dr. Dre, um, is going through a divorce with his wife, Nicole. She is asking for $2 million a month, um, which I thought was a lot. JB said she deserves $12 million a month. But that's neither here I nor did not say that. Oh, you didn't say I, that? I, I, no, I did not. Oh. I never said oh. that. Oh. Well, never, oh. ever, ever, ever. Um, so TMZ released what she said her expenses were, and the internet, the interwebs, the interwebs went crazy. She says she needs uh, $10,000 a month in laundry and cleaning, $135,000 a month in clothing, uh, sixty thousand a month for education, tuition, and living expenses. Uh, Nine hundred thousand dollars a month for entertainment. Well, who the fuck? She got Tupac coming back from the dead to perform. Uh, One hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a month in charitable contributions. One hundred thousand dollars a month in mortgage. Twenty thousand dollars a month in telephone, cell phone, and email. Uh, so it all boils down to about two point five million a month. Uh, her, you know, Dr. Dre, of course, is a billionaire or just under a billionaire, so he has the money. The question is, does she need it? And people have been going back and forth. The ladies have been like, she, she deserved that money, and the fellas have been like, she ain't do shit to get that money. He was Dr. Dre when she met him. I just been watching, and I've talked to some uh, lawyer friends on the on the interwebs. Shout out to Ebony K. Williams from State of the Culture and Black News on Revolt TV. And she broke a lot of this shit down for me, saying, um, you know, there's such a thing as community property. When you marry someone, the money you accumulate at the point of the marriage up until the dissolving of the marriage is for both of you. So she wouldn't be getting Dre's money in California that observed this law. She would be getting half of her money or a portion of her money because it's actually their money. Even in states like New York, they have the, uh, I forget the exact term, but it's an equity account or equity uh, finances where 
you basically split it down the middle, typically 50-50, sometimes 55-45, sometimes 60-40, sometimes 51-49, but they split it. And so in a lot of states in the, in the union, the woman will get, um, or, or the man, depending on who was the breadwinner. Um, acknowledging that and using the legality of that and being intelligent about this discussion, I'm going to present that information to you. I'm also going to add that $2 million a month is crazy. Um, no one needs that, but the law isn't written upon need. So Do they have children? Yes, I believe so. I believe they have a few children. I think they're grown now. They've been together forever. They've been together for 20-something years, so this isn't a woman who married him and tried to take his money. They oh, no, no, together. I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm saying that for the kickbackers. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. So I do believe they have children. I think some of the children are grown. Um, I don't like it because she ain't made no beats. She wasn't with him shooting in the gym. But if you're together 20-something years and you're accustomed to a certain lifestyle, I think that you should be able to live out a portion of that. I just don't think that you should be able to live out the totality of that. Yeah, the, the key words there, New, is a portion of that. And here's the simple reason why. Um, let's, let's call it what it is. Let's call a spade a spade. Um, divorces are fucked up, and one or both of the partners are going to get fucked in a divorce. It, 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 divorce lawyers you talk to, the good ones anyway, say that a successful divorce leaves with both parties walking away unhappy. And that's the realest thing on the planet because both people walk into the situation with unreasonable expectations most of the time due to their emotionality behind their decisions. $2 million a month is ridiculous when you look at Dre's top line income because $2 million a month is $24 million a year. $24 million a year in sunk income. Meaning, and trust me when I tell you this, kickbackers, child support comes off the top. So she's getting $2 million a month tax-free. Woo! Yeah, he's paying the taxes on those $2 million. So, um... It's it's bad, um, and it's higher than what his actual total net worth actually truly physically supports for both of them individually. And that's the problem with these calculations. The person who is suing for this support is walking away with the expectation that they will live the same lifestyle that they led with a partnership, in a partnership. Yeah. You know, which means that not only does she expect to keep all of her income, she expects to take a significant portion of their, of his so that she can continue to live out her life as if they had that dual income. Now, I know with Dre, the whole thing is different and the situation is different, but the facts, kickbackers, are this. If I'm rich as fuck and I buy a house and I'm married, I'm buying a house for two people. I'm buying a house for my family. So everybody gets to live in that one house, one mortgage. If my wife decides she wants to walk away and live in the same size house, that's not equity. Because, you got another thing coming, Missy. Well, let, let's, let's think about it. Because basically what you're saying in the eyes of the law is that 
Now the nigga has to pay for two houses of the same size in order for him to continue his lifestyle. He's got to put her in the same house or in the same house that either they bought or he bought for both of them. How the fuck is that even possible, kickbackers, on the same amount of income? It's not. So who loses? The man loses because of the court judgment in Hold most up, cases. Hold don't let the women going to get you. No, no this, is a, this is a fact. They can get me if they want to. This is a fact. The man loses. And here's the inherent risk associated with that type of arrangement. It is a monthly income thing. And it has no consideration whatsoever for his income until his income changes and then guess what that monthly shit disappears in the eyes of the law because you based it on his income at the time so yeah um it, it's it, fucked up for everybody it's fucked up and it's i mean ron said if he was jeff bezos basically then two million would be acceptable um the way i look at it um Two million just a lot of money, man. And it's not necessary. Um, she wants to live a billionaire lifestyle after she breaks up with the billionaire. You don't get to live the lifestyle that you had with me when you break up with me because you broke up with me. It's like a woman being like, yeah, I want, I want my man to be able to make me come six, seven times a night, but I'm breaking up with you. If you don't find another nigga that can do that, then guess what? You don't get them orgasms. It's mind-boggling. I want a man who 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 can build me a computer from scratch, but I'm breaking up with JB. When you break up with JB, then you don't get the computer, bitch. <laughs> what the fuck you talking about? That's crazy. I want a man who could duck from the free throw line, but I'm leaving Michael Jordan. If you date Draymond Green later, you ain't he ain't ducking from the free throw line. That it's it's mind boggling. Yeah, man. it's you, tough to. Yeah, that's the, the a good movie way of Grease. The movie yeah. Grease. Uh, he told Shorty, "If you need a party, leave a jacket at the door. You ain't a pink lady." For you. this is a Grease reference. This ain't. I, I can't call it a nerd reference, but this is one of my movie references. Um, the, the in the movie Grease, they had the T birds and the pink ladies, and one of the pink ladies didn't want to be one of the T birds, and he said, "If you leave a party." You know, leave that jacket at the door, shorty. You, you ain't part of this no more. And I think that's really what it boiled down to, man. You not part of this no more. It don't matter what you're used to. It don't matter what you're accustomed to. You accustomed to it because you was with me or you was with Dre or JB or Joe Budden. Uh, you don't get to live the same lifestyle once you leave. That's crazy. Do I get to fuck you after I leave? I don't get the same pussy after I leave. I got to go get new pussy. You got to go get new money. You know what, Yang? You know what? Um, from now on, from now on, niggas should bring that shit up in court. And I'm not lying at all. Like, I'm not hey. lying. No, I'm, I'm serious as a heart attack. Because <laughs> I remember when I was going through my divorce, they actually used that exact same line of logic. And I remember my lawyer saying, they're going to say some shit in this arbitration that's really gonna fucking piss you off. And they're gonna say that she deserves to lead the same lifestyle that she did when y'all were married. And I'm like, but, and, and I was like, excuse me for being, and I literally said this, I was like, so, 
so do I still get to swing by a fucker? <laughs> like, like if we talking about equivalent lifestyles, like, right, right. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, like, say, like, say that shit in court. Say that shit in court. Cause when it comes down to that point, for them, it's all about the money. It's not about this partnership and equity and any of that bullshit. Because if it was, they wouldn't be asking for so much. Like that's the fucked up part about this whole situation. And then we got to move on because then we yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give give one give the ladies a chance to respond to us. Yeah, I actually posted uh, her comment. There's up. no consideration because of the tournament. Yeah, I posted under, her comment. Up. She is leaving. Why are they divorcing? There may be some spite in there. Exactly what I'm getting mm -hmm. at. Mm -hmm. Exactly it, yeah. what I'm getting yeah. at. And that and that and that spice that spiteful piece is what needs to just get gotten rid of throughout the process. Because asking for two million a month is not asking for an equivalent lifestyle or an equal lifestyle. That's it's just not. Two million a month. That's that's fucking ridiculous. That's saying I don't want to uh, drop off in my lifestyle. I want my lifestyle to maintain. I don't want. I want to leave this nigga, but have the exact same life. I would. Don't work that way. I would. I would love to see a set of monthly expenses for Dr. Dre that involved two million dollars in personal. If he ain't fucking hurting, he got to spend a million a month in new pussy. I mean, think about. But think about dab, that. Dab, dab of Kaya. Dab. So, hold on. Hold on. Dab, this is very important. Shout out to Dab of Kaya on Twitter. Instagram and OnlyFans. She's amazing. Uh, JB, I'm, I'm also going to show you some Dabakaya. Uh, well, well, JB, you talk about something, and then I'm going to show you some pictures of Dabakaya. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then we're going to have a whole. I'm, I'm going to let the audience see your response to <laughs> oh, Dabakaya because, gee, Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's. <laughs> This 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 whole thing this whole thing is just is just batshit. Um, but Landrea, you hit the nail right on the head in terms of there being spite there because that's that's what it is. Um, that spite makes people lose what their concept of equity even is in these circumstances because it just winds up being so much fucking money. You know what I was saying was yeah, and, I, and, and really be, quickly, I, this is this is Kaya. So Kaya's doing things, and I'm saying if Dr. J is going to be single, he can't, like, who is he going to date? He can't go date a regular woman. He's probably going to want to date somebody like Kaya, and this is what Kaya brings to the table. And that's got to cost some money. That's got to cost. You got to pay for that, I would assume. And because you have to pay for that, I'm just kind of like, man, you know, that needs to be taken into consideration as well. Now here's another Kaya uh, post. Then um, oh this is this one's on Twitter. Um, I don't know where it went. Um, okay, well, it, don't, don't I don't know what's going on. But oh, here we go. And she is showing you that she can do this on a toy. So this isn't just her pretending to dance on a sofa. She's showing you that she can do this with a dick in her. And I think if a woman shows you that, that her price goes up. So if we're talking about expenses, then we kind of gotta we kind of gotta talk about the expenses. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? I'm just trying to be fair, kickbackers. <laughs> I'm just trying to make a good point. JB been quiet as shit since I've been showing him the shit. Like, yeah, 
Good point. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right, right, right. So anyway, we can move on from that. Our what the fuck story did we JB? I'm speechless. I don't. I, what were we talking about again? Uh, uh, the 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 seven fucking bullshit police officers. Oh God, yeah, yeah. So here, so here we go again. Um, this was actually this is actually an event that happened in March of this year. But um, now new releases, new information has come out, and they are actually they are seeking the arrest of these officers now. Mm -hmm. Right, new um, uh, seven police officers restrained. Um, I forgot what the gentleman's name was. New, um, I know that's in the. Yeah, I can, I can look that up. But because he with the story, I'll get. Yeah, I'll get yeah, you that. yeah. Okay, Daniel um, so Prude. Um, so um, Daniel Prude was the name. Daniel Prude. Um, the the police were called by the family because um, Daniel was apparently having an episode. He's you know known to be mentally imbalanced, and they called the police to try and get him to settle down and to try and probably get him to a hospital. You know. Um, yeah. So. The police show up on the scene. He he is acting crazy. I mean, he you know he's yelling, he's screaming, he's being erratic. Um, they said he was actually spitting at the police and those kinds of things. They did subdue him. They did subdue him as they should. But in that process, they then put what is called, I forgot what the term was they used for it, but like a, a choking mask or a restraining mask or something over his face that was basically like a, a, a bag over his head. Um, and he kept saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe in this thing. And then he started to show that he was having signs of being short of breath. They kept the, the thing on his head. And then he finally succumbed and passed out and they called the paramedics. And supposedly he died in the hospital. Well, no, he died later in the hospital. Um, but I mean, basically he suffocated to death. The autopsy report showed that he suff suffocated to death, but the article was fucked up because as these articles always do, they always. started mentioning like he had PCP in his blood and he did this, that, and the third, and that's why they put a fucking bag over his face. What the fuck? You don't put a bag over somebody's face to keep them from spitting on you. Like, I'm sorry. Um, you're a cop. And that motherfucker's crazy. Like... There might be some spit flying around. I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry. You know, you put them in the back of the car and there's a nice big shield there to keep the spit off of you. You know, mm -hmm. you put them in a paddy wagon, you don't got to worry about them spitting on you or whatever. So the whole spitting thing is bullshit. bullshit. The whole PCP thing doesn't have shit to do with your putting a bag over his head because the autopsy clearly stated that he suffocated. So yet again, kickbackers, yet again, we have another story of another black man being murdered by the police. I, I don't want us to get desensitized to it. I don't want us to uh, blow the stories off. But to be honest, I am starting to feel numb. And I am starting to just be like, man, I don't even want to, I don't, I don't want to get on here yelling. I don't want to get on here screaming. I don't want to get on here all in my feelings. But I owe it to this gentleman, Daniel, and his family 
to make a, a, a poignant point, to say that it's not acceptable, to say that I do want justice, to say that this is more fuck shit, to say that this is, you know, uh, uh, this is a byproduct of Trump's presidency. This is also a byproduct of having a black president and having white people rebel. This is racist. Thank you for saying that. This yeah. is uh, prejudice. This is fear of a black planet. This is, you know, fuck them niggers. It's it again. And I don't want to go down to, you know me and JB get on here. We start cussing motherfuckers out and yeah. get on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. don't want to do that, but fuck this shit, man. Yeah, here Black we go again. Black people suspended, and and I want charges. You know what else I want? I want the cops that arrested, that killed, murdered Breonna Taylor in cold blood in her sleep, arrested. Yeah. What about that? What about that? Yeah, y'all don't. I mean, people who don't understand the severity of this issue don't understand what happens when black people come within a whip's hair of breaking the law. Like, and you can look at the dichotomy that exists within this very case and within these very cases to understand the inherent injustice. Let's look at the situation. An individual is murdered for what would be considered in the worst case a class A misdemeanor. In the worst case, a class A misdemeanor, you know. Um, but this motherfucker is murdered. Now, then there's a murder because this motherfucker was murdered. And there is nothing that happens. Absolutely nothing that happens for months. It's September, y'all. So these murderers have been walking free. Moreover, and more frightful, is that they are the ones who are in charge of protecting our communities. Like, and like that's where the outrage comes from. Like, let, let, like let's that's wake up and smell the, the coffee, even, even white people, let's wake up and smell the coffee. Like, you have murderers walking the streets, supposedly protecting your children. What happens when they decide that you're the new black person? What happens when mm. you become the new nigga? Mm. Because... We don't hate white people. We primarily hate white people because they kill black people. But white people didn't make their bones just killing black people. They cut their teeth on killing each other first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> World War One and World War II, those wasn't, those wasn't black people that died. They weren't. Not in the majority. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So what happens when those murderers turn their guns on you? Like, really think about this. Talk to me, Karen. What do you think about that? But in, uh, moving on, uh, this was interesting because it, it sparked some weird shit on Facebook. Well, um, I love Landrea's comment, and I, and I posted it because, you know, it's so true, Noom. Is giving us PTSD and causing us to fight for our lives as soon as we see the police. She's pregnant and if apprehended, she's going to fight. And I, I understand. Uh, I, I get it. And um, we do suffer through trauma. 
every time there's a black murder, every time there's a black person killed, an unarmed, innocent black person killed by police, there's a little bit more trauma. That's why I don't watch the videos no more. Sometimes they be talking about the video, I'm like, I didn't see it. They be like, you ain't see it. I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't watch this shit every week. It's a new black person being murdered by police every fucking week. I can't watch this shit every week. Yeah, I mean, and these I'm, niggas I'm, I'm in too fragile a state. These, 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 these men are being, these men and these people are being killed, like being dragged out of their homes or being caught on the street wearing the type of shit that I wear, you know, looking the way that I would look in that type of situation. Mm -hmm. Like I can literally see myself in those situations where they're happening. And that's what makes it that much more terrifying because you love to believe that you will react or move or do differently if you were put in that life and death situation. But yeah. would you, you know, like, and, and, and we don't know the answer to that until you're put in that position. And, and that's the scary part. That's the bullshit. That's, that's the part that has, it has you fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Um, we're going to move right along to Let's do that. R. Kelly, who was attacked in the uh, jail. Um, he was beat up by white supremacists. And, and to my knowledge, A.B., he, he's saying the government had... Yeah, I, re I read that. He's like, he's like the, the government the government told me to do it. The government made me do it. It's like, what? Dude, what? I read that shit and I thought it was a fucking joke. Um, this story, however, is not. Um, obviously, dude is on some fuck shit. He's bat shit. Um, you look at his photo and it's like, oh, neo-Nazi much? You know, um, all of the weird symbolic tattoos and, you know, for some reason they 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 don't think we know how to read all of those symbols. And it's like, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> um, but it's a crazy scenario, New, because it raises this question, right? Because, you know, this is, in my mind, a hate crime. Like, I, I don't think yeah. you can call it anything else. And that's that's what we can't let them do, kickbackers. We can't let them, we can't let them call a white person beating on a black person anything other than a hate crime because that's what it is if it doesn't involve any kind of self-defense or a full confrontational situation. All of those situations where, where violence is perpetrated on a black person by a white person are hate crimes in my opinion, period, point blank, period. That isn't even something that we need to discuss or bring up yeah. as a as a as a as a point of contention that but, is what it is but these motherfuckers a lot of people on facebook were saying well he molested these young young women so fuck him and i felt that way but i i asked a question like hmm if they're beating him up because he attacked women young girls then he deserves it get his fucking ass but are they doing it just cuz he black do I have a responsibility in that moment to be like, oh, you're just trying to attack black people no matter who they are. Fuck you then. And a lot of women were like, no, fuck him. We don't care. And I was like, well, I don't expect you to care because he did some things on the black women and I know how y'all respond to that. I was called bitter. 
I was like, what am I bitter about? I, I'm not I'm not an R. Kelly fan. I don't I ban R. Kelly's music from my podcast. My when it was a radio show. I don't play R. Kelly. I don't give a fuck if he gets beat up. But I care if white people are just going around beating up random black people and he's one of them. Um it was just weird. Like sometimes I gotta get off your sister soldier shit and have some fucking common sense and know that uh, you know a question is a question. Uh, but I don't expect I don't expect you to be as smart as me, so I don't expect you to do that. But that's my take on it. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean that what whatever whatever that is aside, but you know, and I and I and I am specifically and pointedly brushing it aside because I. I think it's kind of a ridiculous thing to say, you know, I think, I agree. I, I think that you, I think that you were acknowledging the emotionality behind a simple fact. Um, and I think that, you know, you're acknowledging that truth doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't mollify it. It doesn't, I, it, I, in my opinion, I think you were expressing that fact because honestly, it doesn't need an excuse. In my opinion, like they, like I think that, you know, them being angry because he did that shit to women and them not giving a fuck about him getting his ass whipped because he did that shit to women is okay. But that doesn't change the fact that that's the fact. You know what I'm saying? Um, so don't get mad when I point it out. That's it, it's just it's just the yeah. truth. I didn't villainize anybody. I just pointed out the fact. Oh well, because to be honest with you, facebackers, facebackers, kickbackers on Facebook. <laughs> when when I, I was like, well, they not gonna care because of what he did to, to other black women. They don't give a fuck. Um, and it was like, oh, we don't give a fuck. Like you clearly don't. You just said you don't. I'm just acknowledging the reason why. And your conscience made you go, oh, that means you're bitter. You mad at black women. I, I don't give a fuck about R. Kelly. I don't listen to him. I was I was against R. Kelly a decade ago, 15, 20 years ago. Like, I'm not part of the new militia anti-R. Kelly niggas. I've been against R. Kelly. So I'm like, I don't have anything to gain from this. But I just thought it was curious that he's a black man being attacked by racist white people. Should I? Feel away, or should I not? I was conflicted. The fact that you know some women were not conflicted raised my eyebrows. That's just what it is. Yeah, and I think I think that um, in that whole context, in looking at this whole situation, there's actually there's actually a metaphysical lesson in this new um, because. Um, here's the truth of the matter, kickbackers. Eastern philosophy teaches us that justice does not come from your hand in order for it to be justice. Because if you require justice to only come from your hand, that means that you're actually not out for justice. You're actually out for revenge, revenge. right? Um, what that means is that justice can manifest itself even in your enemies if they are presenting justice to another of your enemies. And sometimes that happens. That's a fact of life. Justice doesn't always have to have black skin or have a black agenda in order to mete out justice. R. Kelly was our people's enemy. He got his ass whooped, period. That to me is justice. Now, 
Was it a hate crime? Yes. Was it a crime that probably needs to get punished? Yes. But R. Kelly still deserved to get his ass whooped in jail. Yeah, That's and, it. And, and, and the That's it. And to piggyback off of that, injustice doesn't always come from other hands. Thank you. You see what I'm saying? So if a racist attack happens to a fucked up person, it's still a racist attack. Mm -hmm. It's still an attack on all black people, mm -hmm. no matter who the one individual they attacked was. And that's my point is, yeah, yeah, uh, did R. Kelly deserve it to have his ass whooped? Yeah. Does the black guy who was a, you know, a child molester that was killed because he had a counterfeit 20, did he deserve some fucked up shit happen to him? Yeah, but that's not why they did it. There it is. You know what I'm saying? If a black person, a uh, black man uh, is selling something illegal on the street, illegal cigarettes, does he deserve to be punished? Yes. Does he deserve to be choked until he dies? No. So it doesn't matter. Like Injustice is just as uh, uh, blind as justice. There it is. There it is, and so and, uh, well, let, let's move on, JB. Yeah, I'm about to, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, need, you need to follow that up. <laughs> I, I ended it. I so to say, yeah, McDonald's, that's McDonald's, <laughs> uh, JB's favorite restaurant um, as an adult is McDonald's. He eats there three, four times a day. Uh, no, uh, I he, do not. He goes on dates at McDonald's. This is no, JB's. I do not. Okay, well, all right, never mind. But um, anyway, McDonald's has been doing some. They've had some fucked up practices, and now they have billion a billion dollar lawsuit against them from minority owners, minority franchise owners who were saying, um, as me and JB were talking about earlier, that they haven't been given the opportunity to move into some of the more luxurious neighborhoods, be it black or white. They've been confined to more impoverished neighborhoods because they're black, where the profit margins are not the same, where the the, the income is not the same and where they're not given the opportunity to really thrive. And they found this, filed this lawsuit against the McDonald's Corporation. And um, I don't know who's still eating McDonald's. I don't think any of us are, or any of us should be. <laughs> but uh, I, I thought it was noteworthy, JB, to, to bring this up. Yeah, it is, it is, it is noteworthy because um, they, I mean, there's this whole thing with McDonald and how they ride with black people. And what we find from this lawsuit is, yeah, they're riding with black people on the backs of black people, mm -hmm. right? Um, they're for, they force black people to expand into these lower income communities sometimes that probably shouldn't have a McDonald's in them at all, you know, yeah. but they're, they're making them, you know, these people want to buy into McDonald's. So they make them, they make them a part of the expansion program. Um, the investors called it financial suicide in a lot of situations because you got to put millions of dollars into a franchise in order to get it up and running. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so that's where the discrimination is. And it's fucked up. But, you know, they're speaking out. I hope that they get a settlement. I really do. I hope that something that good nice. happens. I hope policy changes happen because of this new i do too jb um and i hope it's a trickle-down effect with all of these franchises whether you're doing burger king subway whatever um that that it, it trickles down all the way and we get we get rid of some of this bullshit so that we can raise up our next millionaires and billionaires and 
our Nipsey Hustle Award goes to one of our next billionaires. Uh, shout out to Tyler Perry. I am not a big fan of his movies or his TV shows, but I am a huge fan of who he is as a person and what he has done, and specifically what he has done Say in it. Atlanta. Say it. So Tyler Perry becoming a billionaire makes my heart and soul feel good. One day we'll do the podcast at his studios. You know what I'm saying? And um, most of Hollywood is now uh, coming to America too. Eddie Murphy's new movie, which you know with COVID, nothing's coming out in theaters, but. Uh, I think they're going to wait for it, but uh, that was filmed there. Um, the Monica Brandy battle was filmed there. So many other movies and TV shows were filmed at Tyler Perry Studios. He created it, and he built it here in Atlanta, a black-owned, and that has helped him to amass his first billion dollars. And I am so happy and proud of Tyler Perry, um, regardless of, if, of not, whether or not I'm a fan of his work. Um, I'm a fan of him, so shout out to Tyler Perry. Yeah, I mean, and and if you and if you look at you know some of the movies that are coming out of the new Black Hollywood studios that he's built down here in the Atlanta area, I mean, you kind of have to say at this point we're all kind of fans of Tyler Perry because we're all seeing movies that came out of his studios now, movies, shows, videos, um, whatever. You gotta, I mean. He basically built a bank. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's printing money. Shout out to him. Bad motherfucker. I ain't mad bad at him at all. I ain't mad at him at all. Other bad motherfuckers, and we got into this on Facebook today, talking about these nerds with attitude. Yeah. JB, show me your shirt, JB. Show me your shirt. NWA nerds with attitude. Uh, we were... It hit me because we were on Facebook and I saw people talking about this whole nerd movement and everything, blurred, the black nerd movement. And I was like, when I was growing up, nerds weren't just people who like anime. Yeah. That, that kind of became what a nerd is or a blurred, a black nerd. And I was like, that's not, the the definition in 2020 is not the definition I grew up with. And um, it made me start asking some questions on Facebook and we got some unique answers and I thought it would be cool to talk about it. Because we do have the Nerd with Attitude uh, t-shirts. And um, thank you for buying them. Thank you for going on to newfashionstatement.myshopify.com. We'll put the link in the description in the bio. bio. Um, thank you for uh, buying the Pond and Kickback shirts, the Righteous Ratchet shirts, the Pond and Kickback mugs, and we have the Pond and Kickback mask. So thank you for all of that support. But in, in the Nerva Attitude uh, shirts, I saw that, you know, because we have a vested interest in it. You know, you buy a car, you buy a Honda, the, when you drive down the street, you see every other Honda. You buy a Camry, you see every other Camry. You start going nerds with Attitude, representing nerds, you start seeing everybody else is doing it. And I started noticing they were like, I'm a nerd, I like anime. I'm a nerd because, you know, whatever. And I saw, I mean, well, nerds were more than just people who liked pop culture shit because anime is pop culture. Yep. Nerds were, uh, you know, extremely intelligent, book smart, into tech. Um, not necessarily the coolest people. Not necessarily, you know, talk the coolest slang or dress the coolest. Um, and that's what a nerd was. But it seems like now in 2020, a nerd is just somebody who 
is slightly more intellectualized. Like I like anime, I like Harry Potter, um, some of these weird things, and so now I'm an official nerd. I got all F's in school, <laughs> but I'm like, how you how you do that? <laughs> you can't get C's and D's and B's and be a nerd. Nerds got damn near straight A's, and nerds weren't aficionados on pop culture. But now a person would think they're a nerd. They listen to all the cool music, wear all the cool clothes. But because they do cosplay, they're now a nerd. And I'm like, mm, that's a different definition. And I'm going to see the Florida JB because JB is the official nerd with attitude. So what were your thoughts when we kind of broached this topic? What were you thinking? How were you looking at it? Um. You know, it's funny because I actually had this conversation um, with the kids. Um, I actually, I showed my kids an edited version of the movie Revenge of the Nerds because mm -hmm. we had this conversation about what a nerd is and what a nerd was. A nerd, from my perspective, was an intellectual outsider to society. And what I mean by that is an individual who did not fit in in such a way, like did not fit in to the point where they had to deal with situations because of that. Mm -hmm. They were ridiculed because of that. Yep. They were ostracized because of that. As a nerd, there wasn't a way for you to kind of slick by and hide the fact that you were a nerd. And that's what I think a lot of people are thinking. They are thinking, oh, well, I did this intellectual shit or I did this off-brand shit, and if my friends knew about it, they might not have thought that I was as cool as they thought I was, therefore I was a nerd. No, no. If you were a nerd like I was, then there wasn't, there wasn't much of shit about you that was cool. There was a bunch of shit about you that was interesting. There was a bunch of shit about you where if motherfuckers took the time, then maybe they would enjoy it. But there wasn't nothing cool about being a nerd when I was a nerd. There wasn't, there wasn't no slick or hip shit that I could slide in there to make myself less yeah. of a nerd. Yeah. And you know this because you were there. Was I a nerd? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like you still like, are. Nigga. You just yeah, now you're yeah, a nerd with attitude. Yeah, I mean you're you're a nerd. You're a nerd like when your family calls you a nerd. When your brother jones on you and calls you a Bama and a I nerd. I would never say those things, JB. Oh my God. Oh my God. You're so, painting me in this light. You are you are a nerd when you are specifically told that you are not cool. Not that not that you did something that was uncool. Not that not that you know that was a little weird fucked up thing that you did. No, nigga, it's like there's no hope for you, nigga. Like I have to teach you how to be cool. I <laughs> that's what a nerd is. Be clear. And this isn't me getting on my old school soapbox or any bullshit like that. This is an important thing to say because um, there was a reason why nerds were put on the outside. There was a reason why nerds were so ostracized. And that reason was 
because nerds were a part of something that was never a part of mainstream society yeah. then. And yeah. now it's become a part of mainstream society. So now you're not a nerd if you say that you do nerdy shit because it's cool. Nerdy shit to, is the cool shit. Exactly. It's cool to be a nerd now. The term almost doesn't exist the way it used to anymore. Yeah. Uh, but I made the. I'm trying to get us on melanated people. <laughs> I, I, I gotta give a shout out to Ron. Yeah, he chowed right. it too. He chowed it too. Fuck you, nigga. <laughs> he said to me, that shit look cool. I know, he being sarcastic, he though. Not, he <laughs> I think he's telling the truth. I think he's telling the truth. That's telling the truth. That's what's, well, I appreciate your, back, your backhanded compliment. <laughs> I really do. But it is what it is, man. And, and and I struggle with this a lot because I hear it a lot, a lot, a lot. I think, honestly, you probably hear it more than you do because um, I think people will think that they'll they'll maybe get away with calling themselves a nerd around you. Yeah, so, yeah everybody, everybody thinks they nerd. I'm like, all y'all niggas Yeah, they nerds? don't say that shit to what me. What the hell? I think oh. they fucking know better than to call themselves a nerd around. Oh, really? Oh, really? You a nerd, huh? Huh? But I be seeing, I, I literally be seeing that shit that's on Facebook. Like, I saw a post, Patty made a post about being a nerd a blurred a black nerd and everybody was just kind of feeding into it i was like all y'all nerds all y'all women that be half naked on facebook are nerds i don't think y'all know what a nerd our definitions are different and i hear jb immediately like nigga they all think they nerds these, these badass bitches that be half naked on facebook think they nerds what the hell and i was like it's different though and jb was like yeah nigga like that's yeah, it's yeah, a it's it, it's a little di it's a little different now. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at all because number one, I admit freely that I am a little bit older than a few of these people calling themselves nerds today. So I don't know if it, it's even possible for them to experience what I experienced as a nerd growing up. I don't even know if that's possible in today's society anymore. That being said. I also know that it's always good for a movement of outsiders to have more members. So welcome, nerds. <laughs> welcome to the family. Welcome to nerddom. Embrace your intellectual prowess. Embrace your social awkwardness. Yeah, and <laughs> Join I, me. I was talking to a nigga we know um, earlier that, that doesn't know he's a nerd. Thank you, the coolest nigga walking the earth. Thank you, the <laughs> coolest, hippest, flyest nigga ever. And it's like, nigga, you are a nerd. You are the uncool. Like, you gotta, you got to me, if you own it, then it, it, it goes so much further. Like, I ain't the most gangster nigga on earth. So when I own that, I think it makes me look better. You know what I'm saying? I think it makes me look truer. It makes me look comfortable in my skin. When you disown it is, I think, when you fuck up. When you go, I'm not really a nerd. I'm, I'm gangster and I be doing street shit. And it's like, now you look stupid. But when you go, I'm a nerd. I do what I do. And I still get bitches and I still do what I do. And it's like, respect, respect. But when you don't own what you are, whether you nerd, gangster, pimp, hustler, thug, 
good guy, bad guy, when you don't own it, we can all immediately tell. And it looks immediately bad. So if you a nerd, be a nerd. If you you know, if you're not, then don't be. And if you want to change or improve, or I don't even think it's a matter of improving. If you want to be something else, then be that. Don't say it. Actually be it. I, I don't want to be a street nigga. I want to be a nigga who got a good education and work a good corporate job. And that's what I do. I read and I work. And I, I put myself in a particular category. I didn't say, yeah, I'm over here doing all this street shit, but I'm I'm so corporate. No, I, I became corporate. I'm corporate. Like, I'm corporate. I go to work every day. I'm, I didn't pretend to do it. I, I do it. That's my advice. Yeah, I think I'll I think I'll end with this this Why uh, you always got I ended it just now. Why you always got ended? Well, I had more to say. You just kept talking. I was waiting for you to finish. I waited I for you. I go well, ahead. I finish it. I have one more finish, little story. Go, go, go. Give us some more story. About social awkwardness. Just to tag to your <laughs> point. Um I'm the nigga who drops shit. I'm the nigga who spills shit. I'm a klutz. Any any movie you watch that talks about a nerd, what nerd niggas do, they tend to drop shit and spill shit and little socially awkward shit like that. But like New said, you gotta own it. I tell them when I drop, when I spill some shit, hey, that's my one spill today. And we we applaud. We go hey, because <laughs> we know what's gonna happen. <laughs> that's all I was gonna say. All right, Netflix and chill. We got some good shit here. God damn it. Uh, well, we'll build up to it. I'll say The Boys. Um, the Boys Return, they, they released three episodes at once, and then every other episode will be available Fridays on Amazon. I was lost. JB told me that I didn't remember how it really ended, and that's why I was so lost, but I was just lost. <laughs> I tried to get into it. I'm going to go back and watch the last episode of last season because I was sitting here like, uh, I watched two and a half episodes. It was like, I don't know what the fuck going on. I was like, I don't, I don't get it. Why are they focus on this part? And um, I think that if, if I watched the last episode of last season, I might get why they're on that part. But I didn't enjoy the reboot um, or the, the new season. Um, and I think maybe, it's like, like we said, because I didn't, quite remember how it ended well i no. didn't enjoy the boy the boys yeah i no i i don't think that you didn't enjoy it because you didn't understand what was going on i, I don't think you enjoyed it because honestly i think it started out a little slow you know mm. um uh, i did understand what was going on but i still felt i felt like they were trying to fit too much into the early episodes in the season i think they were trying to tie in too many of the plot angles into this into the the first episode to really make it cohesive and easy to follow what happened you know they tried to do a continuation of like five different stories <laughs> instead of just the one big main story yeah. and that's what yeah. made it weird you know yeah. um i didn't like it either to be perfectly honest with you but you know we'll see what happens it was one of my favorite shows last year so yeah, i'm gonna really be i'm gonna be patient with it you know yeah i'm i'm, I'm gonna finish the season mm -hmm, for sure mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um power book two some of you watched it at midnight 
JB and myself have not seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard that it was great. That's a stretch for me, um, but I do think I'll like it. So I'm gonna watch it tonight. Um, if you saw this on Monday, you've already watched it, and we haven't. And it, uh, maybe you liked it, <laughs> maybe you didn't. But following to storyline, I wasn't really looking forward to. I like all of the other storylines that are coming up years later. They got the Tommy storyline mm-hmm. and the, 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 when it was a kid storyline. This is my least favorite uh, version, but um, I understand that this takes place 24 hours after Ghost was killed. So maybe it's something you gotta so, be a little patient for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let it let it develop and see what happens. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. And I heard it's good. So mm-hmm. I'm I am mm-hmm. i am not shitting on it. It just wasn't my favorite. Um P Valley, neither one of us have watched it, but we understand that it's amazing. Yeah, you it's supposed to be the shit. Beating us down on Facebook about watching it. We will start it this week and we'll talk about it. But uh we haven't seen it. But what we did start, JB. I watched this shit. I called JB immediately and said, JB, they made a show for you. <laughs> this show is for you. Yeah. He said, I'm going to cut it on right now. And that show is Lovecraft Country. Yeah. Um, I think they're about five episodes in. We've watched like one and a half episodes. Um, it's uh, history. It's black history. It's sci-fi. It's thriller. It's really good. I'm I'm in. Like they got me. I will spend the rest of my night watching that before the Lakers game come on. Yeah. Like, that's what I'll be doing. That's how good it was. It I'm totally sucked in. I didn't get sucked in by the boys. Pause. I feel like I should pause that. Yeah, you should. <laughs> um you should. <laughs> power, I'm gonna watch it, but I'm not going crazy about it. But uh Lovecraft Country, I'm in. Yeah, love love. Lovecraft Country definitely got me. Um, the historical references were prevalent. Um, they put in a little, uh, like a bunch of little Easter eggs throughout the whole thing um, to give you a really, really nice historical context. Um, the music was rich. Um, it's just, it's just a great show. It really is a great show. I really, really hope it takes off because it has the plot it has the the storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, it has the actors. It's got a current allegorical kind of message tied to it. It is entirely relevant. I hope it. I hope it grows legs, you know, and I hope it becomes the phenom that I think it should be. Um, that's all I'm gonna say about it. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Yeah, yeah, I think it already is. We just we me and you late to the party. It, yeah, it, it's it's a thing. It's well, I wanted to become I wanted to become bigger than it already is. And the reason why I say that is because you had to tell me about it. It didn't pop up on uh, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, like the yeah. number one shit yeah. pops up. Yeah. I I can't miss. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. okay. That's what I want to happen for this show. And I think it should. And that's what I want to happen for this book. We have been doing book club the last month or two. And it is now time for our fantasy book. We teased it a few weeks ago. Indeed. But we didn't go into detail. Indeed. And now is the time J.B. Frank has picked this book, Nerds with Attitude book. It's a fantasy story. I have already started listening to it. I am already hooked. But J.B., I think you can give them the best explanation and break the book down to them. And I'm going to tell you now, get it. I'm listening to it every day. 
get the goddamn book. This is a good book. This is a fantasy book. Uh, I am hooked already. You will love it. JB, tell them why they're going to love it. Okay, here's the reason why you're going to love it. Um, for, those of, for those of you geeks and nerds who are into true fantasy, wizard, wizards, sorcerers, magic, uh, tales, um, monsters, all of that good stuff, that's all in the book. Number one, those of you who are like a good, fast, furious read that has current language, that has characters who even if you can't live their lives, you can relate to them, this book has that. It's the story about a professional wizard who practices as a private detective. So yes, it is also a murder mystery. Mm -hmm. Right? <laughs> have I have I grabbed you three ways yet? I hope so, um, because this story is a murder mystery about a professionally practicing wizard who works with the Chicago the Chicago police mm -hmm. on quote special cases unquote. Yep. Okay. This is the story of Harry Dresden. This is his first book, the first book written by Jim Butcher called Stormfront. Again, Stormfront. Book one of the Dresden Files. Those of you real geeks out there know that the Dresden Files is also a top 20 rated sci-fi channel TV show that was based on these albums. So they have TV shows for these books? Yeah, the, 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 show, the show is nothing like the books, though. Nothing like the books. The show is, the show is highly rated, but nothing, nothing like the books. The books okay. are, yeah. You can go back and watch the show after like maybe book two or three, maybe. But okay. the book one sets up everything, but it's fast paced. It starts out fast and doesn't slow down at all. Um, so we've read through the first couple of chapters, New. What'd you think so far? Man, I like Harry. I like his demeanor. I'm a like He's an demeanor. asshole. Yeah, which is why I love him. Um, <laughs> We, we we see some of the other characters that the sergeant he works with, um, some of the 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 uh, the dialogue, his little attitude, like he's not he's not rich, so money's coming in slow, and, and being a wizard is kind of like being a podcaster, where they're like, oh, you do a podcast, oh, you're mm. podcaster, and you, you kind of uh, you, you get go through that struggle. And he's trying to make ends meet. He has his own shit going on in his personal life, but he's trying to do his job and kind of make things pop. And um, he gets called into a particular case. And I think, from my understanding, in the first two chapters, this case changes his life. And um, it's gory, you know, it's, it's gruesome detail. It's like, oh shit, what happened? Um, and um. He's a smart ass, and uh, some of the people we work with are kind of endearing. And um, I'm listening to it on Audible, so I'm not reading it necessarily, you know, in a book. I'm listening to it so that the actor is doing all the voices and and narrating. And um, it's about eight hours on Audible, so we could do two hours a week and finish the book by the end of the month. I recommend you guys get on Audible and experience it the way I am. Um, if you want to buy the book and read it. it by all means, please do. But I'm doing it on Audible. 
Um, and I'm enjoying it. I don't necessarily go for fantasy books. Like, I, I don't. I like fantasy movies. I like mm-hmm. Avengers and X-Men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not really my thing. But JB nailed it with this pick because it's a murder mystery. It's, you know, real nigga shit. It's in Chicago. Come on now. That's the hood hood. That's Chirac. And um, it's also, you know, extra. It's also fantasy. So you get a combination of all the things. So I'm enjoying it. Join me. Uh, we'll do it this way. Chapter one is done. We'll do chapter two and three, at least two and three this week. I try to do two hours this week. So if you get it on Audible, you got some homework. But it's easy to do. It's a good book. Yeah, it's it's one it's one of those that you can you can listen to in the car. You mean you can have a bud in your ear at work, you know. A bud in your mouth at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll 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 make you laugh. Um, but um the the narrator is an award winning narrator. He's won awards for this series and the job that he did. Um, so looking forward to discussing more of that with you as the book unfolds. It should be a lot of fun. Um, it's going to take us through some some intellectual, you know, some intellectual side roads and stuff mm-hmm. as we get into the definition of their world and how they describe magic. Yeah, and him and the, the sergeant got into it a little yeah. bit on some man, woman. Oh, I don't want to yeah. ruin it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get the damn book. Yeah. What's the name of the book, JB? <laughs> Stormfront. What's the name of the book, JB? Stormfront. What's the name of the book, JB? Stormfront by Jim Butcher. It is book one of the Dresden Files. Check it out. Yeah, it, shit, shit popping to me. I'm loving it. So, um, musically, before we get out of here, JB, uh, Big Sean dropped his uh, debut, not debut, he dropped his latest album, he had Nipsey on it. Um, a lot of some of your favorite artists, um, I like it. But what was really interesting about the album is he did interludes with three artists. Uh, one interlude was done with Erica Badu, talking about Detroit. The album is called Detroit Part Two. He did a mixtape called Detroit One. He had Stevie Wonder on there talking about hey. Detroit. Um, Shit, who was the third artist? It was Stevie Wonder, Erica Badu. Let me let me let me pull it up. There was another artist, and I was like, wow, he got some heavy hitters on here. Keep Sweat introduced one of his songs. Wow. Uh Dave Chappelle was the other one. So Dave Chappelle did his quote unquote story. Stevie Wonder did a quote unquote story, and Erica Badu did a quote unquote story. And um a lot of the songs I like, um, it's a lengthy project. So there, it leaves some room to be desired. Um, but he he did some more stuff with Jene Aiko, who I love, and they do good, great music together. Ty Dolla Sign. He had the Nipsey track. Did a track of Post Malone. Um, Anderson Park, who's been killing shit. And Hit Boy did a lot of his production. Now, Hit Boy did the entire last Nas album. And Hit Boy has done a lot of shit that's on our playlist right now. Um, this is a huge year for Hit Boy. Yeah, yeah, um, apparently so. Apparently so. Yeah, a part of some very, very big projects. Hell know? yeah, on the rise, man. Like, ain't he, mad at him doing this thing for mm-hmm. real. And he did the whole Nas album. Yeah, yeah. And Nas and, is a legend. Well, you know Nas I mean? is a legend, and he gave he modernized. Unless he modernized yes. the sound. Let's yes. give it a buck. Yes. Like that's. 
that's that's a feather in your cap as a producer, you know. Hell yeah, that's going down in history. Niggas are like, this is the the one Nas album that had the best beats out of all of his albums. Hit Boy can say I did that. Um, SZA came back, you know, you know, she was the chick that for the weekend she was cheating. She had the the, the nigga for the weekend and didn't date the girl. Had the, she was Polly. That's what it sounded like. So she had that big record. She had a new record called It Hit Different with Ty Dolla Sign. And um, that don't bang. So her new album's coming soon. Jasmine Sullivan, we talked about last mm-hmm, week, and her mm-hmm. toxic lyrics. But the song sound great. Uh, big Sean did uh, the song Body Language with Ty Dolla Sign and Tanae That We talked about that. Lil Dirk, who I don't listen to for real, put out a new, uh, he put out a banger. I was surprised. I don't listen to a lot of the young niggas, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but goddamn. What was it like? I haven't heard it yet. He um, It's called The Voice, and he's talking about the trials and tribulations of being a young nigga in the, in the city. But he has a sing-songy rap flow, mm-hmm. but he, he just killed it. Mm. Like, he just... The lyrics, the shit he was saying wasn't just like bullshit. I mean, what was the style? Was it like a banger banger or was it like a no, like a, a poignant like heart heart wrenching, yeah. like it's gonna tug on your heartstrings, uh-huh, man. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't a club, man. It's going it's gonna make you think and it's gonna make you go like I'm sorry, brother. I'm sorry, mm-hmm, little bro. Mm-hmm. Good musical go piece then. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um we talked about Nas, we talked about Drake, Mulatto, really quick, Mulatto. Female rapper has been tearing up the airwaves on the underground. She remade one of Gucci songs, um, The Freaky Girl. She's a very freaky girl. Don't take her to mama. She remade it. She's like, I'm a freaky girl. Don't take me to your mama. But then she got Gucci on it. And she killed it. And I listened to her entire album because I was like, I don't know what this is. I just heard this one song. And I was like, oh, shit. There's another female rapper. Mm. So it's like 10 female rappers that are like, Controlling the game. Hey, ladies, I'm gonna yeah. give you your credit. Y'all run hip hop right now, and y'all they run R and B. They fucking and doing I it. I love it. I will give you all your credit. Y'all are killing it. Yeah, yeah, they doing it. They doing it. Beautiful music. Nicki Minaj got a new song. Oh, she's featured on ASAP Ferg's record. Uh, don't forget, Dave East is out, and uh, Burner Boy. Who does the Afro beat, which is like the new version of Dance Hall, more African, more like what you like, JB. His new album came out a week or two ago. And I'm 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 saying it for the third week in a row. Get Burner Boy album. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really, really fucking good. It's that it's that put on put on that music in the house all day type of shit. Like it's got yeah. that kind of Moving around the house, grooving, kind of, kind of. I was vibe. here cleaning up today, <laughs> scrubbing the toilet, Taberna boy, yeah. pause or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> it's got one of them, like one of them all day listen kind of vibes. You know, yeah. speaking of listening all day, knew your lady. I know you want to mention that. Uh, you know, Helena uh, Sade, she's putting out uh, a vinyl uh, box set. Of all of her albums, y'all see the vinyl behind us: Marvin Gaye, Jay Z, Prince, Tupac, Bob Marley, Snoop, Michael Jackson, Dr. Dre, and it's more albums that are supposed to come out that we're supposed to put up. But Sade getting the spot, 
And um, I get the record players right there. Y'all can't see it, but there's a record player in here. It plays CDs and cassettes as well, because that, that's how I feel about music. Um, but I'm excited about that. I like the vinyls back, uh, mainly because I have a record player. So, of course, I like the vinyls back. But um, it's something about that nostalgia that feels cool. It feels oh, flat. yeah. Sade coming out, I'm, 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 I'm copping a record. I keep, I keep saying I'm going to cop one, but I'm copping a record player, like, this week, probably tonight. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I got to. That that Sade's gotta get in my collection uh, amongst a few others, but I'm thinking about you. You got you got me with this vinyl now. I'm thinking about going back and building another musical collection like I used to. Cause Th that's exactly where I met with it. Yeah, like, like, yeah. Because um, I, I'm glad my record player plays tapes, cassettes, and CDs, and along with records because we can listen to all that old shit. You know how many cassette tapes you got a second wind singing or, or some shit? And now yeah. we can play it. Yeah, yeah. Old ass mixtapes from back in the day. Hell yeah. Oh, a second wind was um, a singing group that we managed. JB was a lead singer. And they had Gelman F, who we talk about, always on the show. Shmee, Coffee. And they would do like boys and men type harmony. And I would come in and be like, baby. <laughs> this guy. Oh, baby, no. I know you didn't mean that shit, baby. But we used to do that shit in China shows, and, and Second Wind is a classic. Like, fuck that. Second Wind is a DC legend, DMV legendary group. And we're going to call it what the fuck it is. I, I said it, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we started a lot of shit in Why the Why niggas DMV? be calling me when we doing a podcast? That I don't so know, weird. Young. That happened last week to me, yeah, they, too. Yeah, it's they, so they, wild, Young. Like, hey, <laughs> hey, you know the podcast? I'm going to call you. <laughs> yeah, and then You're watching the podcast, <laughs> right? They think we Joe Button. We gonna answer the phone and put him on the mic. Hey, what's going on? I for now on just because I do that. Whenever you call me, I'm gonna answer and I'm gonna put you on the mic. Yeah, because yeah, we're live. Like the other podcast, this is live. Some people don't get it till Monday, but on Facebook we're live. We've been talking about integrating that phone and shit yeah, for a while, dude. Yeah. It's time to go ahead and fucking do it. Yeah, we can do that. Let's do that. On our way out, JB, the NBA playoffs. Indeed. Um, my biggest takeaway is I'm not going to go through all these different teams. My biggest takeaway is um, I say there will be the Raptors and the Lakers in the finals. Mm -hmm. The uh, Celtics was beating the shit out to the Raptors, which made me look like an idiot. And then the Raptors came back and tied the series up. So now I don't look as bad. <laughs> but the Houston Rockets beat the shit out the Lakers the yeah, other night in game did. one. Yeah, they game did. two was tonight at nine. I'm hoping that I still don't look as bad. I thought it was all over for um, Milwaukee against Miami. Jimmy Butler had Miami looking like world beaters. And then uh, Milwaukee won today, even though Giannis injured himself. His team rallied around that, and and they won the game. Yeah, and so overtime. They're still alive in, in overtime. overtime. They're still yeah. alive. Hell of a game. We caught the tail end of that one, um, so they're still alive. But I mean, let's keep it real. That's that's a lot to come back from, especially with Giannis being. We don't know what that injury entails. Yeah. Um, I don't see them not, coming back. It's not looking good for the Bucks. Unfortunately, they, they show some respect for new sales. Yeah. Have some respect for yourself. I remember when Lil uh, Kanye did a song with Lil Wayne, 
And he was like, I'm not going to rap like everybody else. I'm going to rap like I got some respect for myself. Because he was saying Lil Wayne kills everybody on all the songs he does. And he was like, I'm going to rap like I got respect for myself. You ain't going to kill me on my own song. And I think that the Bucks showed that. Like, you're not right. going to kill us on our own song. That's real. But you're going to die, Bucks. You're going to die. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, yeah, I mean, but the playoffs have been hot, man. Great, great TV, great entertainment. Sports are back. You know, they got this baseball shit um, going yeah. on right yeah. now. Um, soccer. Yeah, yeah, soccer. Um, you know, teams are teams are trying to do it right. Nigga, like football back in seven days. I seven, know. Get, no, literally seven days. I know football scares the shit out of me because they haven't got you know all the, their yeah. shit together yet. They're not in a bubble. They're not in a, they're not in a bubble at all. Um, and you know football has teams that are thrice the size of all of the other professional. Yeah, it's it's fifty plus players teams. So you got a whole lot more motherfuckers and staff and Jeremy said football. <laughs> oh, and Andrea said Stormfront. That's right, Stormfront. Y'all Indeed. make sure y'all pick that up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Ron said uh, keep our fingers on the fast forward button when watching um, uh, P Valley because there's some some other shit. In, oh yeah, on yeah, yeah. That we ain't gonna want to see. Yeah. Um, but I want to thank y'all for tuning in. I want to thank y'all for being so active. Um, every week it's a different group of y'all that are participating, and sometimes we get, you know, our, our regulars, and we appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, cuz, once again. <laughs> once again, um, our Patreon, uh, account is available. We are going to step up our Patreon activity. Let's just say we'll that. We'll be doing yeah. extra episodes on Patreon only, so, and we'll be doing giveaways and promotions for the merch, whether it's a party and kickback shirt. Or nerd with attitude shirt. Um, so what I'm gonna ask you guys to do is go to patreon.com, patreon.com, and become a patron. We have three different tiers. There is a two dollar tier, which means two dollars a month, you'll get an extra episode. Four dollars a month, you get an extra episode and some merch discounts. Seven dollars a month, you'll get extra merch, some extra episodes and some one-on-one conversations with us. So we are going to make our Patreon. It's going to it's gonna be what we push and what we promote to get the extra content out. So we're Indeed. asking you guys to go to patreon.com and sign up. Mm-hmm. The podcast ain't free. This mic wasn't free. That this shirt ain't certain, free. This shirt ain't not. free. And then I got to pay for strippers. You know that ain't free. I need y'all help. Help me help you. Really? Well, help me help new. Really? Between the two of us? You the well, one help paying, me help JB. <laughs> you the one paying for strippers, really? We're not going to go into those stories, but between the two of us, <laughs> I think, I think uh, I'm, not try, I'm, try, I'm not trying to one-up you, nigga. <laughs> oh, no, no, but, no, no, no. But this is a fact. <laughs> this is a fact. This is a fact. This is a fact. I just didn't want to put that joke on you. I ain't, I ain't know how you felt about it. So I was like, I'll put oh, it on me. They I'll family. Me. They family. They kickback family. They know. They know. The, they know. It's JV who really needs the stripper. <laughs> <laughs> we have to tell y'all about that on another episode. Gotta be on Patreon. Gotta be on Patreon. Yes. 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 We gotta. We gotta tell you some of my my. 
my stories about my younger days. Matter of fact, that'll be our first Patreon. Oh episode. my God. So we'll do that stripper stories. <laughs> stripper stories. <laughs> if you want to hear about JB's stripper stories, Gangsta you need to get on Patreon. Stripper stories. <laughs> matter of fact, this is what we're going to do. We're going to make it easy. You could do the $2 tier, the $4 tier, or the $7 tier. If you sign up today, which is Sunday or Monday, depending on when you hear it, you will get this triple story. So we will release it on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if you sign up on Sunday today, now, Monday when you hear it in the morning, or Tuesday if you hear it a day late, on Wednesday you'll have access to stripper stories. How about that? <laughs> now you're using it right. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Jeremy from Germany? Um, so we'll do That's that. That's gonna be fun. Um, what else is going on? Just we want to encourage you guys to, to find a business, work on your business, your side hustle, um, or your dream. That should be happening at all times, not just when you get free time. And that you know, and doesn't mean to ignore those any of those three things when you have a holiday vacation. We've been working on our business side hustle and dream during Labor Day. You should too. We love you, kickbackers. We want you to be the best you could be. I hope I didn't slur too much. How was I tonight, JB? Oh no, nah, not bad at all. Not bad. I, at I've all. been drunk and sick the last two shows. Yeah, and the weird thing. This this has got to be a side clip. The weird yeah. thing, the, how it happens so suddenly. Like we'll be chilling in an episode, and new will be like, yeah, and and uh, uh, esoterically speaking, and rah, 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 yeah, sounds kind of sad. Shit, Joe. You know what I'm saying, JB? And I'm like. What yeah, the so random? What's in your cup? What's in your cup, dude? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, don't then, know. I mean, it literally be yeah, yeah. So I'm saying so. I'm like, nigga, like, what the, the fuck are you drinking? That he was yeah. that crazy. That it, crazy. It, it, it do be that crazy. <laughs> but uh, great TV though. Yeah, it makes for good TV. If I, Whatever. If I, if I I'm gonna I'm watch uh, some more episodes of Country Craft. What the fuck you called? Country Craft. Love, Lovecraft Country. <laughs> well, maybe it just happened. He been drinking. He been drinking. <laughs> And shit literally just that's what happens. That's, that's how it happens. That's it. So <laughs> we're gonna watch Lovecraft Country. Um y'all get on Patreon. Oh my god. Y'all get on Patreon and give us some money. <laughs> god damn it. Good but, night, um, God bless Jesus. Uno, we out. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh, God damn.